We're never gonna die. We're gonna live forever. I've got some water and a sake drink, but they're not mixed together. They are separate. But also in the sake drink, there's some seltzer water. So technically, there's water in the sake drink. Seventh heaven. Why, 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 why do you need smack? (laughs) (laughs) Why do we need smack? Guess what, everybody? It's Man Bun Sunday. Man Bun Sunday. Man Bun Day. Man Bun Day. Man Bun Day. I have my bucket of Dabagoo. Look at this. Look at this. My hair is. How do I make (laughs) it visible to the audience? My hair is finally long enough to put in a man bun. Step two Viking braids. Yes. You should get those Viking brats and then you should do some Viking murder. Yeah. Like not where you kill Vikings, but where you like kill yeah. other like animals to eat them or something. I agree. Con leche escuela mañana le ciudad de Mexico. I'll see your dad in Mexico. Jesse. What the fuck is this? Can show? I start this fucking show? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too fun, too fun. Too furious. Welcome to AAWI, the and also with you podcast. From Affable Idiots. Every week, join us and all your other lifelong friends as we laugh together. (laughs) 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 Share secrets sometimes. And by that, I mean every time that I'm in the shower, I get my hair from my head into my butt crack. Sometimes, if I'm on the toilet in a public (laughs) place and I need wet wipes because my butthole's feeling extra sensitive, I'll spit on the toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, whatever. Spit. It's your own spit. It's my own spit, and there's poop down there anyway. What's worse, spit on top of poop or just extra poop in your butt crack? Sometimes The problem is I was spoiled, and I got too used to wet wipes from my previous roommate. And so now I'm in public restrooms, and I'm like, I need need a wet wipe. I've got a spoiled butthole now, and it won't accept anything else. Dry toilet paper? You get a bougie butthole. I do. I get a bougie (laughs) butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Pay pay to pee pee south out? No, <laughs> toy toy, toy, toy pay pay. <laughs> oh, so we've left, we've shared secrets, and next we're gonna strengthen our friendships mm. on this off color Mr. Rogers esque show. Muscles. Look at this mosquito butt on my biceps. Really? Dang, man. Yeah. Dang, brah. I got another I've mosquito bite right next to my belly button, but I, I'm still numb on my uh, belly, so I don't even feel it. It's not even itchy at all. Oh, that's the tit. Yeah, I'm gonna have, I'm just gonna let that's a bunch of mosquitoes tits. suck on my belly. Yeah, you should totally do that. Feed the mosquitoes, save the world. <laughs> <laughs> right? Isn't that how that works? Save the mosquitoes, save the world? Yeah. That's the line. Save the cheerleader. Save the mosquitoes. Foundation. Save the cheerleader, save the mosquitoes. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe she's born with it. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Jesse Neal. And with me here, I've got Chad Michael Innes. Hello. That's what it would look like and if I had no teeth. Hello. <laughs> what is that? This is <laughs> this is your mouth with no teeth or tongue. It's a ball gag. This is no. This is the uh, like the the little bit of sandpaper that you put on the bottom of a pet egg. Yes. Yes. Because yes, some adhesive on the back. There you go. Yes, and then I you like it. Just scrape up and down your foot. You could. Uh, yeah, you could totally like just. Um, Sand your your face off, mm-hmm. just like Nicolas Cage in the cool. movie. Sand your face off. <laughs> sand, Not to be confused Sandra with the sequel where Sandra Bullock off. is in Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> Oofa doofa. 
And so it's the two of us and all you other lifelong friends listening and watching across the world. I'm so happy to be here with all of you. And also with you. Mike, I'm going to start today by asking you a question. And you damn well better answer honestly what or I don't? else. I'll kill you. If Michael ends up dead, it wasn't me. <laughs> How long has it been since you got your haircut? Ooh, what do you qualify as haircut? Like, since the part that you can now put in a bun was cut. I mean, because clearly you've done the sides, right? Yes, the sides most recently was uh, Morgan cut them a little less than two weeks ago. Nice, nice. What I really want to know is the up top part that's superbly long. Thank you, thank you. The up top part, it's definitely before my surgery, which was February 13th, 2020. Nice. Um, usually, I only get my hair cut in Seattle. The last time I was in Seattle was November <laughs> of 2019. Mm-hmm. However... I do remember going to a Great Clips in San Francisco one time. It had to be like the beginning of February or it was. It was the beginning of February because I knew that I was going to be uh, on basically on bed rest for six weeks. And I was like, I want to get a haircut before that happens. Yeah. So it has been almost seven Monaten, which is German for months. Interesting. So Zeben. Monaten. Sieben Monaten. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I haven't had my haircut since mm, July of 2019. Here's the question. You mentioned that sometimes when you shower, your hair goes into your butt crack. Do you rewash your yes. hair after it's been in your butt crack? No, I just throw that hair away. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because, like, hair comes out and goes down into my butt. Like, my hair that's connected to my head isn't long enough to reach my butt crack. Okay. I see what you thought. Yes. Like, you know, when you're shedding. that hair away. Gotcha. You're shedding. Yeah. Like, like, oh, God, I have to, like, get my hair and wash it and then do, like, a Helga Pataki character, like, make a thing with of Arnold of my own hair. (laughs) Stupid. Helga Pataki. So stupid. All right, well, we're going to move on to some healthy competition. Yes, what do you please. say? That sounds great. I like that. Let's have that. Last week, we did a delightful Cosmo quiz, wondering how much of a bad girl we are. Ooh. I did a, I'm a bad girl because I didn't put up the poll on, on, the, on the Twitter because it's been two weeks and I forgot to do it. I suck. I'm a bad girl. You're a bad Awful. girl. You're so bad. You're a dirty girl. <laughs> but as we all know, Mike and I are just the right amount of bad. And hopefully you all are too. Just Technically, I was one bad batter than you. You were one bad batter. So yeah. I was more more better You were the right smack bad in the middle. And yeah, I was exact. one bad away from being too bad. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, you like to ride the ride the line a little bit, you know? Yeah, Metallica's Ride the Lightning. Yes, definitely. How Do you know that song? Do you know Metallica? I do know Metallica. I pretended to like I thought, Metallica no, a lot I thought I was the I was only person who knew who, what Metallica was. <laughs> <laughs> There's JK. also the Tesla podcast, Ride the Lightning, oh, from Ryan that. McCaffrey, about Teslas. Well, now they have to talk about us on their podcast. They do. 
The ball's been passed. Eye for an eye. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this week, we're going to play a game that I'm going to call the Wesley Willis Lyric Whirlwind. And really, the word is lyric, but... I'm sticking with W, so it's a weirick. Oh, I'm a little sexy baby. I've got a couple of so, weirwicks for you. <laughs> Wesley Willis was a Chicago treasure. Prove it. Who wrote a lot of crazy songs. He has died, uh, so he is no longer with us, is but I'm going to play you a snippet. No, oh, he's been dead for a while. I don't know how he died, Okay, actually. Let's see. It wasn't the coronavirus, because... He died in 03. Oh, three. Oh, three. He was born in Skokie. Or that's where he oh, died. Skokie. He died in Skokie. Those are all the people but who think they live to... in Chicago, but they don't. He was an, Amer- an American singer, songwriter, and visual arts. Oh, he had schizophrenia. He di- was diagnosed in 89. He's, um, let's see. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he, just wait until you hear some of his stuff. He's oh, I can't wait. a Chicago gem and he used to hang out at this bar called quenchers it's like everybody this is where he always hung out that bar is no longer around it's gone the way of the dinosaur i think it went the way of the dinosaur before that because it was in all honesty really stinky in there (laughs) have you been into there what i mean i have been to quenchers once or twice back when like at the early t- days of when you and I first moved in together. Gotcha. I was like hanging out with Kaylee or something and we went in there. Um, but when I hear quenchers, I think of clenchers, like somebody who's trying to clench their butt cheeks together to clench stop off a poop off. Yeah. Yeah. To stop the poop. <laughs> well, I'm going to play you a snippet okay. of this song by Wesley Willis called Rock and Roll McDonald's. Okay. Uh, I'm going to play you the first minute. I'm going to fast forward 40 seconds because it's just instrumental and we don't, you know, whatever. Right. And then I'm going to play you the end of it because it's important that you hear, you just get a sense of it. Okay. Are you ready? I'm spaghetti. <laughs> can you hear this? I can. McDonald's is a place to rock. It is a restaurant where they buy food to eat. <laughs> it is a good place to listen to the music. Flock here to get down to the rock music. <laughs> rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll I feel like I've heard a, a homeless person singing this on the street downtown. You might have. Oh, all right. So now I'm going to fast forward because we're just in the instrumental. Okay. But then, every song, he ends like this. <laughs> so he ends With every song. Breakfast and Champions. 
Yep. He, he ends every song saying rock over London, rock on Chicago, and then some random slogan from a company. That song <laughs> just happens to be Wheaties, Breakfast of Champions. What a treasure. So for this, I know, he's great. Was this man indeed so, homeless? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think he was ho- I don't think so. I mean. Is rock and roll McDonald's no, a reference to like the the McDonald's downtown? The rock and roll McDonald's. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Kanan Cox, uh, my best friend, was... once ate like $35 worth of McDonald's food there in one sitting. Probably faster than I finished Wild. my regular person-sized meal. <laughs> oh, Kanan. Oh, he was nicknamed the daddy of rock and roll. I'm just looking at his Wikipedia now. Daddy's a gross oh, So word. good. No, I don't think he was homeless. I mean, he had a pretty prominent career. I mean... He has at least like 200 songs. It's insane how many albums this oh guy has. Oh my god. 200 songs. It's cr- Is it's he on Apple crazy. Music? Crazy. I don't he I don't know. He might be. I didn't haven't even looked. Uh but What's his name again? Willie Wonka game, McDonald's? <laughs> Wesley Willis. Wesley Willis. <laughs> But if he is there, don't don't look don't look at his song. Maybe I should look. He is there. There's also Wesley Wilson the Drag News, whatever that is. I wonder what that is. Ooh, that could be a new fun. Okay, I didn't look Wesley at any of the titles Willis. of the songs. Okay, good. So, oh, and the Drag News never kill an ape. Oh my gosh! Well, I'm gonna have to check this out. Oh, this is in Spanish. No, this is in Puerto Rican. <laughs> Not Puerto Rican, Brazilian, Brazilian, Portuguese. That's wild. That's the one. Thank you. I couldn't find You're it. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we've got eight rounds here. Rounds one. Let's see. Let me make sure I have it down right. Rounds one, two, three, four, five. Everybody. Five and six are finish the verse, and it's going to be an A B C. Okay. And then round seven. Is uh, which of these songs isn't uh, isn't actually a, a, a title, okay. a song title of his? Okay. And round number eight, the last one is which of these did he not use as a slogan? Okay. And so I know you don't you don't know Wesley Willis, so you might not do well, which is cool. <laughs> I, this is just more for the purposes of laughing at some of his wild lyrics. Yes, laughing Sound with good? him in peace. Oh yeah, obviously, yes. obviously. Okay, so. Round number one. From his world-renowned song, I Whipped Spider-Man's Ass. You ready? I'm spaghetti. I'm Olive Garden in a pandemic. Spaghetti to go. (laughs) Spaghetti to go. All right. Spider-Man thought he was bad. He was screwing my date up. He was bothering my girlfriend. A. (laughs) He tried to cut her out of $70. B. He tried to steal her socks. (laughs) <laughs> or C, he tried to educate her in the science of string theory. I feel Which like if C is those? too clever, it's got. I think it's got to be A. He tried to cut her out of, seventy, so? dollars, out of seventy dollars, and I feel like he won't explain where that, what the seventy dollars is about <laughs> at all. Like it's. I'm just gonna say this and move on, and no one's gonna ever talk about it again. <sighs> Final answer. Final answer. You got it. Yeah, it was. He tried to cut her out of seventy dollars. <laughs> So that's one point for you out of eight. I'm really proud of you. That's great. <laughs> All right. Fra- round number two from his famous song, Suck a Caribou's Ass. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. So here we go. Suck a bull moose's ass. 
Suck a zebra's dick. Suck a giraffe's cock. Suck a racehorse's dick. A. <laughs> suck Frankenstein's cock, shithead. B. Suck a werewolf's ass, fucking jerk. Or C. Suck a bedsheet ghost's vagina, you clown. Can I hear <laughs> number one and number two again? <laughs> Absolutely. Suck Frankenstein's cock, shithead. Suck a werewolf's ass, fucking jerk. I'm gonna go with B because it's still an animal, and I think there was a there was an animalistic trend to the first four. <laughs> so Ooh. I'm gonna say B. Suck a werewolf's ass, fucking jerk. Fucking jerk. <laughs> Perfect. That is correct. That's Woo! two points for you now. Look yes, at you. I know. You're two for two. I am Tim Gunn. Ooh, ooh. All right. This is one of my favorites from his song, Stabbing Westward, about the band Stabbing Westward, which I didn't know was a band. <laughs> the show was a rock and roll blast. A lot of people met the rock band. The jam was a kick-ass jam session. But as of right now, A. Stuart Zuckman owes Tammy Smith $250. <laughs> B. Jim Sellers is in jail for narcotics. Or C. I am getting my master's in contemporary South Asian arts. Oh, gosh. I don't want to say A because we've already had one about owing someone money. But Have we? Yeah, oh, cut her out yeah, of $70. Yeah, yeah. Tried yeah. to cut her out of $70, yeah. Um, but then... What was B again? Someone's in prison for, nar for narcotics? Jim Sellers is in jail for narcotics. Oh, gosh. Or getting your <laughs> master's in something arts? Contemporary South Asian arts. Oh, gosh. I feel like there are... Th so C, I think, has too many descriptors, too many adjectives. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's not C. Now I'm between, like, just... Is he a person who talks about owing money a lot? Or is he a person... I feel like being in jail for narcotics is too simple for him. It's not, it's not enough of a uh, out-of-nowhere non-sequitur. I'm, I'm going to go with A. I'm going to say he has an Final obsession answer? with owing people money. Final answer. Chad, Michael Ennis, you are correct. Ah! You're three for three. Parmesan! <laughs> I'm Jane. Okay, this is round four Ooh. from his famous song, The Chicken Cow. Are you ready? Spaghetti. <laughs> the beast killed as many as 100,000 people. Its wings can flap like a bird. It can break a glass. It will interrupt church mass. That was A. Sorry, I forgot to say A. Okay. It will interrupt church mass. B. It can also stab you in the ass. <laughs> or C. Can co-executive produce the revival of Will and Grace? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Part of me wants to lean towards C because I feel like it's it doesn't rhyme, which I feel like would be a, a good pattern of Willy Wonka for him. Yeah. Um, can you can you read me A again? It will interrupt church mass. And then can you read me B again? It can also stab you in the ass. And then C one more time. It can co-executive produce the revival of Will and Grace. Um. 
Can you, sorry, can you read the lyrics of the song again leading up to it? <laughs> Absolutely. This beast killed as many as a hundred thousand people. Its wings can flap like a bird. It can break a glass. It can you want break me to read you a that glass. A, B's, and C's? It can break a glass. <laughs> um, no, you don't have to read the answer choices to me again. I'm going to say, again, I feel like C is too specific for him. Knowing as, as little as I do about him and all of the <laughs> yep. right answers I have so far, I feel like C is too too much for him. And then that brings <laughs> us down to stab you in the ass or <laughs> interrupt church mass. I'm going to say stab you in the ass because that goes along with killing 100,000 people and breaking a glass, stab you in the ass. It's a, it's a little bit more... Final answer? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's my final answer. Stab you in the ass. My good man, you are four for four. Yeah, 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 Jimmy, yeah, 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 Jimmy, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this is one of my favorites. Okay, you're going to love this. Okay, for round, what is this, round? Five. Five. Five? Six? Round five. Seven, eight, yeah, 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 yeah. Round five. Okay, this is from his renowned song, They Threw Me Out of Church. Okay. Once upon a time, I was cursing in Daniel's Chapel, A-M-E, Zion Church. I called one of the deacons a motherfucker. <laughs> Reverend Henry E. Miller preached about my vulgar language. He told the congregation in the sanctuary that I got a nasty, filthy mouth. They threw me out of church. 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 He always does that four times. Okay. And then... For the second time, I told preacher, the preacher to fuck off. I also told Reverend Henry E. Miller, A, to suck a male camel's dick. B, I hope he chokes on a tampon. Or C, the Reverend Jesse Jackson is better. <laughs> uh, suck a male camel's dick, I think is too... I think I think he would say suck a camel's dick, suck a male camel's dick. However, I think it's too much for him. And then suck a tampon. Was that the second one? <laughs> choke on a tampon. Choke on a tampon. I hope he chokes on a tampon. I think C is just like it's ridiculous enough that Reverend Jesse Jackson's better. It's just like it's a weirdly innocent thing to say in a song around like <laughs> I told them to fuck off and blah blah. And then he's like, this guy's better than you. And that's <laughs> that's the kind of like out of left field humor that takes you by surprise. So I'm gonna say C, <laughs> Reverend Jesse Jackson. Final Jackson's answer. Better. Final answer. This is the first time you're wrong. No! <laughs> no! He did indeed say to suck a male camel's dick. Oh, that hurts. I know it really threw you. That really hurts. throws you. It hurts. You couldn't see my peace sign, but I gave you a peace sign. Oh, I saw Such the Such a P. good lyric. You saw the peace? The P? You saw the P? Yeah, it's a P okay. sign. The I feel like I'm going to burp. I did. I burped a little bit. <laughs> well, Sorry, that was guys. That was some gross noises coming out of you. <laughs> some liquidy noises. <laughs> that was a burp. All right. This is round six. This is this our is last the last of the Mohicans. The last of the Mohicans. It's the last finish the lyric. Okay, okay. All right, are you ready? Ready, spaghetti. I'm not going to give you the song title for this one <gasps> because the song title is what he says. Like, is the lyric you have to finish. So 
we'll tell you after. Okay. Sound good? Tim Gunn. All right. Number one, I'm going to do this song again. Number two, I'm going to do this song again all the way up your ass. <laughs> Number three, I'm going to fuck your ass up like in a car crash. Number four, I'm going to fuck you up like a goddamn accident. I only said it because it's the lyric, otherwise I wouldn't <gasps> have. Number five, A, fuck the CTA. Number, or A, that was A. Okay, B, fuck Mayor Daly. And C, Jesus is the answer. <laughs> oh, man. CTA. So everything's about, like, I'm going to fuck you up, fuck you up in a car crash, I'm going to, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I'm trying to figure out, is this a song where he's, like, yelling at someone on the CTA? And so in which case it would be, like, fuck the CTA is, like, the overall message. Or Mayor Daly? Is this a whole song about fuck Mayor Daly? Or what's the last answer again? <laughs> Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. I feel like that wouldn't be the title of the song. Or maybe. Okay, here's what it is. It is, it is the song is called Fuck Mayor Daly, and it's just all the different ways he's going to fuck Mayor Daly. So fuck him up, fuck him up, fuck his ass up like in a car crash. That's what it is. It's called Fuck Mayor Daly. B, final answer. Final answer? Yep. Final answer. <sighs> You're wrong. The ah! answer, it's a surprise. We put this one in here because it, it's meant to trick you up. Jesus is the answer. Oh, is that was the, the second is one. Is the title of the song. That was my second answer. And That was your second answer? And I just love it because it's like, he's saying like, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to fucking fuck you up. But Jesus is the answer. <laughs> I wouldn't have expected it. This is great. All right. So What's far, his name again? Willie? Four, Wesley Willis. Wesley Willis. Got it. Wesley Willis. Weirick Whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So for round seven, this is the one where you have to tell me there's four here. Okay. One of them is not an actual song title of Okay. His. Okay. All right. So we're going to say... A, so A, B, C, whatever. Uh, A, the vultures ate my dead ass up. B, shit and fuck. <laughs> C, Chris Kringle was a car thief. Or D, I beat Harry Carey's ass. Ooh. Chris Kringle is a car thief is one that I definitely want to hear. So I hope that's real. I'm going to see that's real. Harry Carey is a car thief. Shit and fuck was one of them, right? Mm-hmm. And what was the first one? The vultures ate my dead ass up. That's That's got to be one. The vultures ate my dead ass up has got to be one. And I'm guessing which one's not a song, right? Yeah, which one is not okay. a song. Three of them are. Uh, so then it comes between Harry Carey and shit and fuck. I feel like shit and fuck is not... It's not clever enough for him. So I'm going to say that's not... And, and it's, there's a subtle balance between some of these things. I'm like, oh, no, that's way too clever for him. And then this is like, I feel like it's not clever enough. It's just vulgarities. So I'm going to go with saying B is not a song. Shit and Fuck is not a song by Wesley Willis's Weirick Willwind. <laughs> Final answer? Final answer. Ah, you are incorrect. Oh, my vagina. 
the incorrect or the not real song is I beat Harry Carey's uh, ass. That's the other one I was going to guess was <laughs> Fudge Mountain. I mean, like Chris Kringle was a car thief and the vultures ate my dead ass up. It's just so. <laughs> it's what, just he has so. A way with words. He really does. He's a real wordsmith. All right, this is our last round. Okay, last round. Right now you're four for seven. Are you going to finish this at 50% or just over? Okay, so I'm going to give you the name of a song. Then I'm going to do the rock, rock Over London, Rock On Chicago, and then I'm going to do the slogan. Okay. And you have to tell me which of these is not, like, all. they're all songs, and all of the slogans are real slogans, okay. but one of them he didn't use, okay? So you tell me which one he didn't use. All right, Betty. So this is from They Threw Me Out of Church, which we knew previously uh, he told he told the reverend to, to fuck off. <laughs> All right. From They Threw Me Out of Church. Rock over London. <clears throat> rock on Chicago. Pepsi. Uh-huh. That's A. B. From Birdman Kicked My Ass. Rock over London. Rock on Chicago. Maybelline. Maybelline. Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> from his song Shit and Fuck Rock over London Rock on Chicago Choosy mothers choose Jif And from His other song Stabbing Westward That we spoke of earlier right. Rock over London Rock on Chicago Sam Goody Goody got it <laughs> <laughs> What an obscure To pull Sam Goody out <laughs> Yeah right Here's, I've got, I've got it. I know the answer. Mm-hmm. And it's because you messed up the incorrect one. Wait, am I guessing which one's not one of his or which one is one of his? Which one is not? Like, mm. all the songs are his, but which slogan he didn't use? So the slogan is, Tres M.A., Tres M.A., ooh la la. Therefore, Maybelline, Maybelline, ooh la la is going to be my answer. Well. Final answer? Final answer. Well, you are correct, but the original Maybelline slogan was Maybelline, Maybelline, <gasps> ooh la la. Really? Yeah. yeah, I wish I would have thought of the Tresemme because I would have been like, no, this is, he'll, he'll automatically think that. So, good job. Thank you. You got five out of eight. Five out of eight. Five out ooh, of eight. Ooh, 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 ooh. Everybody, party in your house, party in your mouth. My also, party. at the end of us playing that game, yeah. the way that I'm hearing you changed, I'm wondering if your mic maybe changed itself. I don't know. Am I Tim Gunn? If it didn't, it could. Uh, it is. It is Are Tim you Gunn. Tim Gunn? I'm going to uh, Gunn. stick my microphone. Yeah, it still says iRig Pro on here. Oh, it could just be the way that I'm my, it could be like a my earbuds thing. Then I'm hearing you different. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to check and make sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ham. 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 Shut up. People like the way she says ham. <laughs> ham. <laughs> <laughs> that show is so giggly. Stupid. Good it's game. so giggly. I'm glad you enjoyed. That I was did. a good time. Casey and I put it together. He did a lot. He did most of the work. <laughs> and uh, boy, what what a what a whirlwind it was. When are we going to get together. Casey on this podcast? 
We should get Casey on. He submits so much for this thing. We might as well at least see his face and hear his voice and tickle his beard. <laughs> I'll tickle his butthole. Ew, Tim Gunn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I won't tickle his butthole. Okay, good. But just make sure whenever you do, you, you throw that hair in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> just throw it away. <laughs> Oh. All right, I'm going to remember to put the poll up for this. So okay. please let us know how you did on the Wesley Willis Weirick whirlwind. <laughs> we need to know. That's so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. All right, are you ready to move on to some honest discussion? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Is this pretty? It's not ugly. Yes, I knew it. I'm sexy. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Last week, we discussed what's the sexiest season. Oh, yeah. And we, we did. ranked them just in general. It was a really great conversation. We learned a lot, honestly. Um, and now I know when I can feel sexiest and when I should be like, it's okay to still be sexy because, like, you can't really, <laughs> like, once sexy's out, you can't, you know, you can take. The girl out of the sexy, but you can't take the sexy out of the girl. That's true. So, you know, so basically just be sexy all the time unless it's, what did we say? Spring? I forgot the which one was the least sexy. sexy. So, the least sexy, um, I think it was. Yeah, I forgot I what we was said spring? was the least sexy. I think it was It was spring. either spring or fall. That No, it, was, it, yeah. was, it was fall. Because fall was our... Our best season, right? And right. then it, it, it dipped down to the That's lowest. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So good. Obviously, the science mm. is there, and it's mm. very memorable. I mean, it's the science. <laughs> the science. <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking about what Wait, wait, wait. We did us. have one person submit. Oh. Oh. Their, oh, yes, you did. Tell us. Oh, right. Uh, their counter-ranking of the seasons. Yes, please. Please read this for us. So, uh... We wrote the sexiest season being winter, right? It was winter, fall, yes. summer, spring. No, yeah. winter, winter, spring, summer, fall. That's what it was. Yes, 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 yes. That's right. That's right. Um, Space Ghost on Twitter, at Matt from RI, says fall, winter, spring, summer. To which I followed oh, up and asked, is that for regular ranking the seasons or is that for the sexiest seasons? And he says... It's both. And then post a sexy gif. Fall, winter, spring, summer. He thinks summer's the least sexiest. He thinks summer's the least sexiest. I do have it on good authority that he's a sweater, though. He's not not like a I also have it on good authority because he... (laughs) But he's a person who sweats. Well, he told us when he was on our podcast that he constantly, what does he put? Like paper, to, like a towel? Oh, that's right. He puts a in, towel like in his, the back like of him as he sits in the car. Back. Yep. <laughs> oh, Matt. I'm so sorry. That make, your, your, um, your ranking makes sense as a sweater. It like, does. I do, totally get it. You know what? And I, I can't fault you. I can't fault you for your beliefs and opinions so far as they're, you know, uh, about seasons. Nailed I'll it. kill you if you think, if you think <laughs> that, I don't know, coffee with orange juice is better than coffee with milk. I'll fight you. 
<laughs> you you dug yourself into a hole and you're like I did. Well, I've lost it. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, but if I keep going, it might get it, there again. <laughs> so I'm just gonna yep. I'm gonna keep driving. And no, it never got there. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I committed. <laughs> you did commit. You commit to the bit. I you know, I can that. tell you exactly why. I lost it along the way because I do. looked up at the camera and there's a piece of hair or like a <laughs> spider web or something going across the lens. And I, I thought about reaching up to get it. And then I thought, you can't do that because you're recording right now. So just leave it. And then I was like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I'm sorry I fucked that up for you all. <laughs> Please forgive me. Oh, OK, let's discuss some stuff. Let's discuss it. Take I wanted me, to to bring to the table a, journey. Uh, a, a conversation topic today for our honest discussion about what motivates you. And I'll give you a little backstory of why this is particularly relevant now. I'm watching a new show on Apple TV Plus called Ted Lasso. Mm. And it is a show that is... Um, it stars Jason Sudeikis. It is... From showrunner Bill Lawrence, who also created Scrubs. And the show is about uh, an American football coach who was pretty good at his job. I've heard about this. Yeah, he goes to uh, teach a Premier League soccer team, or football team, as they say in football. Europe. Uh, so he goes to teach this this team. He knows nothing about soccer. Uh, and it's it's all about... It, like secretly, I've watched three episodes now, and secretly the show is about how to motivate people, how what a good leader looks like, how to be a good person to others even in the face of them treating you like garbage, and then how to like turn that around. So how is being a good manager, being a good leader, how to motivate others, and it's showing that in a in a way that's really has a lot of heart to it. It is comical as well. It is a, it is a pretty humorous show. I'm enjoying it a ton, but that got me thinking about how to motivate people around me, it, whether it's something at work, whether it is motivating a friend, whether it is motivating, like my sister and I are doing workouts now together now that I'm back living with my family for a little bit. Uh, we also have our Ring Fit with Raf Club, if you want to go and follow us as we're all kind of trying to motivate each other to work out with the Ring Fit Adventure game. So yeah. there's a lot of opportunity in my life to motivate people, and I started thinking, like, what really motivates me? And that's why I wanted to talk about it today. Like, what types of motivation like motivate it. you to do stuff? Jesse, do you have any ideas? Hmm. This is something I've never like actually like sat down and thought about what actually motivates me. Yeah. Um. Which I guess is probably like it's good to know what motivates you, right? Yeah. So you, can, uh, you know what to uh, focus your energy on whenever you know that you're not feeling motivated. How do you then yeah. turn that around? Turn I, I'll that start around. with a couple of things that I've noticed about myself. One, specifically, we've talked about it a few times on this show. We've talked about it, obviously, on Ring Fit with Raph, is around fitness. And I get motivated in short bursts to do things, like if I see somebody else doing it really well, or if I scroll through my Instagram feed and I see somebody, like, they did some really awesome move and they look ripped as shit, or... I see somebody lost a ton of weight. I'm like, whoa, that motivates me. I want to go do that. If they can do it, I can do it. That's like short-term motivation for me. And mm. what it usually ends up in is me like going really hard for a few days, and then the motivation wears off. 
But I found what sustains my motivation long term in that area is some kind of internal drive. Like that's all external motivation for me. Like I see something and I'm like, I want that, and and it mm. and it externally motivates me. But then, um, the biggest turnaround for me was inter- internal motivation, which started as me starting fitness from thinking, okay. I want a cert- I want to be cast as a certain type of role in theater, so I need to look like that type of role. I need to look like a leading man. I need to look like I, if I want to be cast as a pitcher in a baseball team, then I need to be, look like a pitcher on a baseball team. Right. And so that started it, but then as I started working out and working with Adrian and things like that, I started to notice that I was able to do things that I didn't think I could do, and I was lifting amounts of weight that I didn't think was possible, and I didn't know my body could do a muscle-up or several pull-ups in a row or all sorts of different things that I was able to do, and that made me want to like, I'm doing things that are surprising me. I wonder what else I could do. I can't wait till I can do a handstand walk for 50 feet. I can't wait till Mm. I can do blah, 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 blah. And seeing my own progress, seeing how it affected my body, like physically, as well as my uh, mental stability, like recognizing that in myself, that's what caused the long-term shift for me. Mm. It wasn't, I want an external thing to happen. It was a, internally, I'm inspired by my own progress, and I want to keep that going. That's one example from like fitness that. for me that has worked. That's a, fitness for me. Fitness for me for birds by Mattel. <laughs> for birds. That's really good. Um, and that you like giving that example, it, it made me think of some things that do actually motivate me. Um, so, f- for example, I've recently, I guess, have you heard of like acrylic pouring? It's a type of art like um like acrylic paints and you you take and like you put a bunch of different colors in like a plastic like a dixie cup or like a just a plastic cup and you pour a bunch a bunch of different colors in and they don't really mix much and then you pour them onto a canvas and they make or you can pour them over something onto a canvas and they make really like cool designs and stuff no i haven't, you, heard, you of haven't heard of this no well it's not so that's not an art that i have done but i've been like on you know like facebook has the, I don't, there's like a tab now I don't know if you know this. You, I know you don't really do Facebook much, but there's a tab that's just like videos instead of the, instead of like your regular newsfeed. You can just click this thing and it's just a bunch of different videos. Okay. And so sometimes when I'm at work and I'm bored because it's I work and travel and <laughs> there's not a lot going on, um, <laughs> I will I'll be like, okay, I'm tired of whatever I've been watching on the TV because I'm I've always got something on because it's it's like so slow. So I have that on to sort of occupy my mind when there's nothing to do for work. But then I'm like, I'm sick of that. So I'm going to go watch, you know, see what is on this like video feed or whatever. And there's this, there's just, and I don't choose what's on it. I think it's just based off of, I don't know. I'm sure it's some sort of an algorithm Mm -hmm. um, about what comes up. But there's this artist who does a lot of acrylic pores and acrylic paintings and things. And they're really pretty. And the art of it, and it's just like, mm, that watching it and seeing that really inspires me to want to pick up my arts and craftsy things again. Um, re- like, I really, I just, I'm like, I really want to get a sewing machine. I just want to start to sew. when I'm like, make stuff. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think acrylic pour, I mean, I'm curious about acrylic pouring, but <laughs> it, that it's, like, is it something curious. that I'm like, I'm a, I'm acrylic curious. So it's not like so it's it's interesting because watching this art is inspiring me to do other art things mm-hmm. 
It's like, this is just an art that I think is really cool and I love the creative process. And then that makes me think about the stuff that I love that, and that I haven't done in a while either. So watching things, like the creation of art in general inspires me to create art. And then from a more internal, because you, you gave an external and an internal, made me think of from an internal perspective, my mental health motivates me uh, for good or bad, honestly. Yeah. But for, for we're going to speak of it for the good. Um, you know, ever since I moved in with Casey, you know, when, when you and I were still living, well, you were already in San Francisco, but technically we still lived together. And I was going through and getting rid of so much of my stuff and I was cleaning it all out. And I was like, holy shit, this feels good. And then we moved in together and everything was clean and it's proper and in its place and put together. I'm just like, I feel so much better when I'm not living in a mess. And so, and I always knew that, but it was really hard to keep up with that, you know, for a while when my mental, because my mental health was not very good for a while. It was, I mean, it's always sort of fluctuated, but for a long period of time, it was not good. And so I'd clean up and I'd be like, yes, uh, uh, I'm going to do it. I'm motivated. And then... And so now that I've been consistently, and it, and it helps that I'm not living by myself. It helps that I have a partner that I love and like get along with and all that good shit, you know, yeah. who is also like that. Um, so that definitely helps having the accountability or the, not even that, it's just more of like a part, a partnership, I guess, I guess. But just the, the fact that I don't want to feel like, cause I've been feeling, I haven't felt as low as, I mean, I still, it still fluctuates, but it hasn't gone as bad as it had been. And so the fact that for a consistent period of time, I've been feeling better. I want to stay there. So I'm like, okay, I have to keep this clean because if I don't, I'm going to start to feel like shit about it. So like the fact that my mental health is sort of up now is motivating for me. It, it motivates me to find ways to keep it there. And to consistently do what I need to do for them to be there. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I That's think, interesting. Uh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. I think for me, another thing that motivates me is seeing progress. Mm. Which kind of uh, goes a little bit of hand in hand with what I mentioned in the fitness thing earlier. Like being able to see, oh my God, I've lifted. I can do 10 more pounds on my squat than I was able to do before. That kind of thing. Seeing like visible mm -hmm. progress or progress in numbers. But I think this also carries over to two areas. For video games, it carries over to video games that I, that I enjoy versus ones I don't. When there's clear progress that I'm making and I feel like I'm making a difference and I'm getting stronger or more powerful or I'm checking things off of a map, like that to me makes me feel really like I'm, like I'm, I'm motivated to continue because I'm getting closer. So then there are some games where, like, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with, like, but, like, The Witcher 3 is a, is a game. I mean, I know the television show. Yeah, so the television show, and they're <laughs> all based on the same property. But The Witcher 3 is a game that's like, oh, my God, it's huge open world, and there's so many things for you to do, and there are side quests everywhere. And while you're running from one thing to another, you might come across 12 different people who need other shit done. And in that sense, I'm like, there's always something to do. But there's not a finite list of things that I can look at and say, cool, I've done 25% of the things or I've made progress on this today. It's just like, it's just a ton of shit for me to keep checking off and I'm never going to reach the end. I'm just treading water until I die. 
So mm. I that totally demotivates me when it comes to video games is if there's if there are too many things to do and I feel like I'm not making enough progress. But then I also realized this about myself in a professional capacity at work where I for the last like 3 or 4 months I was feeling kind of down on on my my productivity. And part of it I attributed to COVID and us working from home and we knew that it was going to be like you're not going to be as productive from home as we were from the office. Things are harder. Everyone's on WebEx doing stupid video calls. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I, I had started to attribute some of it to that. But then I recognized that I was doing so many. I was doing like eight or nine projects at once. And I was making every single week. Uh, like all of these projects had to be had to, had to be done at the same time ish around the same time. So I was like making little headway on all of it. And so I would be able to, I would look back at the week and be like, man, I didn't really do much. I made like 5% progress on all of these. And I feel like I got nowhere on them almost versus if I were working on one or two things and I was able to finish one or make, get it halfway yeah. done and make significant progress on a couple of things. And at the end of the week, look back and be like, cool. I did a good chunk of work on this, and this this is now in a new place. It's completely, uh, it's ready for editing. It's ready for someone else to take eyes on it. It's ready to put on its feet and practice it. Like that's the kind of process, the productivity and and progress that motivates me to keep going. And it's on the flip yeah. side, if I don't see that every week, if I it's it's easy to go back and say, well, I made five percent progress here and five percent progress, and that adds up to a lot. But it's still like internally, I look at it and it's like that's very little like on everything. Made, yeah. Yeah. So progress. Even though is, you still did a lot. Exactly. Yeah. So progress is a big like vis having visible progress that like you can quantify is important for me for motivation as well. Yeah, I can. I, I in my area of work, um, seeing progress isn't so much of a thing just because it's like somebody calls in, you book a trip, essentially. You know. Yeah. Um, but I can definitely see from like a. For, I also work on commissions, so uh, I can see that like working. Um, for me, just like f taking what you've said and putting it like, how how could I put that on myself and see that in, in my in my line of work? And the only area that I would could that that sort of would apply would be for my commissions and to find to see progress within there, which would just mean not making mistakes, making more and more bookings and and whatever. Which I do. I feel I'll feel like like shit when I when I fuck up. Or especially when I have to go backwards on something because I fucked up. Or, like, if I just haven't done really well and I'm not making progress in that regard. Because, I mean, you, it's good. It's fun to see those numbers go up. Um, and progress is, like, I definitely see that. Um, I definitely see that. Because, you know, you can have progress in other areas of stuff and as well. And that's definitely a good motivator. Um, something else for me that motivates me, how, how, would, how do I word it? Like... I guess like kind of like goals, I guess, because Casey and I are talking about, you know, before too much longer, moving somewhere, buying a house. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about maybe I want to go and get my master's degree, things like that. And so there's so you set the goals and then there's the planning for those, the goals and then the achieving of them. And so for me. One of the main things just right now because of COVID that I'm concerned about is like the financials of it because my hours have been cut. I'm not making the commissions that I was. So that's that's something that I'm thinking of, which which leads me to want to look into other areas of work. So it's weird because like the goal is motivating 
because I want to get there and find any way that I can to make it happen successfully and with relative ease, you know, obviously there's going to be difficulties, but without like really having a hard time with it. And in that, in having that motivation and that drive and that goal, it motivates me for other areas as well, as far as far as is this the job that do I want to start looking for another job? And that's going to motivate me to put in the work and the effort to actually look for one because that in itself is a job of its own. Um, so like de definitely goal setting, like when there's something that you really want or that's, you know, that you, that's not an immediate thing, just yeah. setting a goal <clears throat> and working to get there. And then when you get there, that feels you know, whatever, because like, I've set goals for myself in the past and then achieved them. And when you achieve them, it's like, oh, hell yes, this feels good. Let me set another goal for something. And then you can just keep, I don't know, well, whatever it is, you can keep bettering yourself, bettering your circumstances, making yourself happier or making people happier, things like that, which I love. That's such a, such a good feeling and it, and it motivates you to keep doing it, or me at least. And then another, just to make it, bring some just to bring a little levity something that motivates me as well is my dog's good behavior and <laughs> finding and in doing that it motivates me to find any way i can to get her to be good so like recently <laughs> recently we just bought a like a, a essentially it's a bed in a bag for her crate it's it's from bark box and they're not expensive as the human bed in a bags because you know those can be yeah, quite expensive, but because we want her to spend more time in her crate because that's where she can be. It's dark and she can sort of she's very easily overstimulated and that's when she can get really shitty. Um, so we want her to learn like, it's OK, you can go in there and you can nap. And she went in there and took a nap the other day and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> finally. <laughs> and so we're like always buying these these like toys to try and like to use to play with her to sort of wear her out so that she can be a little bit more chill. She's also young, but I mean, in, in any way that we can get her to be good and like with her mouthiness, she's come so far and we've been muzzle training her where like on walks, she wears a muzzle and then when she eats, she wears a muzzle because that is, it creates mental stimulation. So I'm just like, all right, cool. Yes. Mm, mm, how else can we get this dog better? And the other day, yesterday, she jumped up on the couch with me, which she's not really allowed to do. And she mouthed at my arm. Uh, and she did it relative, relatively hard. Not as hard as, as she had in the past. You know, like something to cause bruises. I'm not bruised or anything. Mm -hmm. But she did it. And I said, so I had to look at her. She's sleeping. I said, no, stop. And I said it quiet because she's asleep. And I don't want her to hear me and get up. Um, <laughs> And then she just looked up at me really sad, like, oh, shit, I fucked up. And then she kind of went and laid down and, and was really listening to me and obeying after that. So, like, seeing progress, seeing the progress in what we're doing for her behavior and, like, her just being better motivates me to keep trying. Because so sometimes, you know, it's easy to get overwhelmed and be like, I feel like this is never going to resolve. But, like, actually seeing progress in in her um feels like we're it feels like progress in us as well because of like this what we've been doing has been making progress and then when you look at her now compared to when we first got her it's like she's come so far and i just love it when she's good i just 
Oh, chef's kiss. It's so good. <laughs> so that really motivates me, especially because, you know, she's like a baby. So she takes up a lot of, you know, time and effort and thought yeah. and stuff. So I just loved, I love when she learns and when she makes progress. It's so good. Ugh. Are you at all motivated by, like, other people, other other people's words, whether it is, Jesse, you did this really great thing, let's celebrate it, or, Jesse, if you just get up and do this thing, then you're going to be so much happier, like, whether it's, like, that positive recognizing good things, or whether it's, like, calling out bad behavior in a way to kind of almost shame you into doing whatever you the need The calling to do. out... The calling out bad behavior does not help me. It actually really depresses me. It makes me feel worse about myself. I'm right the, there with you. The calling, the like, yeah, I hate it. I hate it. Like the, why don't you just get up and do this? You'd feel so much better or whatever. And like, you don't know what would make me feel better. Fuck you. I'm going to sit here and make myself worse. I'm the same just way. Just because you told me. Kanan <laughs> listens to this guy named Gary V. And it's all, it's all basically tough love. And so he just, he'll go and sit on the stair climber and he'll listen to this, this guy talk. And the guy is just all about like, if you really believed in something and you really wanted to achieve it, everyone's coming up with excuses. And every time I hear somebody say, oh, I don't have the time to that. do it. Oh, I don't have the money to do it. Fuck you. You have the time. It's just you, you don't enjoy this. You don't really want this as much as you want to sit on your ass. Blah, blah, blah. And so that, that for I him. I hate that. I hate it too. It totally turns me off that and makes me not want to do anything. But when he hears stuff like that, he's like, you're fucking right. Mark Wahlberg's not sitting on his ass right now. Chris Hemsworth's not sitting on his ass. I'm going to fucking go and destroy the world. And he does it. And he's great. And it, it re like, I can see it completely So our country's around. situation is his fault. Destroy the world. <laughs> he said he's going to destroy the world. <laughs> JK, JK. Yes. But that, for me, it, it's it, like you, it does the opposite. It, it completely, it's like, it's so stop fucking yelling at me. I'm not going to do anything you told me just because you're a bad person. <laughs> because you're a fucking asshole. I'm not going to listen to you. Ex yeah. yeah, exactly. No, the, like if the, the, the calling out the good stuff and, and wanting to celebrate it and build that up, yeah. that is helpful for me because that is like, that makes me feel good. Like the recognition of it, like knowing that other people see whatever my successes or, pre or, or things are, like even at work, when, when people are like, oh my gosh, Jesse, thank you so much for this. You did such a good job on this. Or, or like, I've really been paying attention and I've noticed, you know, all these different things that you've done. That motivates me to want to keep doing them and to do better and to do more, either at work or in any, any type of a situation. Um, it just baffles me how the calling out and basically telling you you're garbage makes it motivates people. I don't get it, which is fine. It's fine because obviously I'm not going to, and and it works for some people. Like it, it. I mean, look at Kanan. He's a successful man, and he also in his fitness goals has come a long way. So like, and I'm sure in other things, there's just the two big ones that I know about, not knowing him incredibly well. Um, it works for people, but man, boy howdy. Uh-uh. I will be I will be like I will sit on my own ass to spite you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like and it's not going to happen. Um but talking about that reminded me that um finding groups of like-minded people really motivates me. Cuz you know I'm always talking about that podcast The Guilty Feminist. Yeah. That motivates me in so many ways. And I don't even like hang out. These aren't people that I hang out with. It's like a podcast and it's a huge, I mean, it has a huge following, but um, just listening to that and hearing what they have to say uh, and they have, I mean, and it's, it's, it's all feminism, but through specific lenses. Like, um, you know, the one episode is, has, was about like refugees and the refugee crisis. And this is generally f through Europe because 
the hosts are in London. So it's not like the refugee crisis in America. It's more like it's through the lens of London or England and the UK as well. But it's like that. And um, through like injustice or like Black Lives Matter, they had an episode on on Black Lives Matter because, you know, it's really important. It's really it's like what's really going on right now. Um, the movement. And it's just it's just like having and they have all these special people on. There's one about self-care. And they were talking, they had a bunch of yogi, uh, some yogis on and a, cu- a couple of other people and they were all talking about it. And now, as because they were talking about it and the host is really into yoga as well, they're like, it's COVID. Do you guys want to do like a virtual yoga with this yogi? Uh, and like, like you can do it wherever. We'll just set it up for a time. You know, it'll be like, if you want to pay, you can pay, you like pay what you want, whatever. Or it'll be like $5, whatever. But I, so like now... I can get on. I've never done yoga. I'm like, hell, I kind of want to do this. So I can sign up for this and it'll just be virtual with this community of people that are like-minded and have the same beliefs and values that I have doing, trying this new thing. Like, I'll be brand new at it. Other people will be really experienced and advanced. It's just really cool uh, just to have like-minded and it's not just feminism. It's like, it's like-minded groups with anything. Like, my, you know, I've got my improv friends. I've got my you know, work friends and all sorts of things. Just like having a group of people that are like-minded and can build each other up really is, it's really motivating. Yeah. Like it's super motivating. I think especially, I think, I don't know if it's because of my own mental health, but, and how I struggle, you know, a lot, but I think like-minded people really motivate me. Like seeing it in other people. I agree with you. And there's a, there's, I'm going to take it one step further and say like-minded people who are better than me motivate yeah. me. Like if, if I feel like I'm the smartest person in the room, then I'm not going to try that hard. If I feel like I go into the gym and I'm in a CrossFit class and, and I'm the best person in the class, like that's not motivating to me. But if there are people that are better than me, that makes me want to push myself that much harder to, to reach their level, or it makes me realize whatever it is that I'm trying to do is possible because I can literally see that that person's done it. That's motivating yeah. to me. But on the other hand, if they are too much better than me, then it's completely That's discouraging. That's demotivating. I can remember yeah. I went to uh, Sketchfest a few years ago and I saw this group from Canada that did this like 45 minute long form sketch show and I saw it and I laughed so hard and it was so perfect and the humor was spot on. That I, like, literally after I walked out of there, I was like, they were so good at that that it makes me never want to do comedy again. <laughs> because I know that I, I, <laughs> you felt I, like, you felt I don't like feel shit like about I yourself. Could, <laughs> exactly. You're like, I don't know that I can reach that level. <laughs> yeah. I hate that feeling. I hate when it's something that's like, you, you perceive it as so much better than you. Yeah. And that's all about, that, that comes down to perception as well, about your level of funny compared to another person's level of funny. Um. So there's there's that within it, but no, I'm totally with you. If something, if I'm de- like working or, or, or w- around somebody who's just so far beyond where I am, that it it feels like I could never get there. Yeah. That is demotivating. But I like um, to sort of go a, like along with, but also not against, but along with, but adding some yeah. to what you said as far as like you you don't like having people like that you're better than you always want them to be better than you or that's what's most motivating in my groups I like to have all different ranges because if there's somebody who's maybe not where I am yet 
but then I'm not where this other person is. Maybe they're not where this other person is. And then you have a bunch of people in all of these different levels. I find that motivating because it's like, I can see this person who's not where I am yet and be like, I was there, yeah. but I'm here now. And then I can see, you know, the person above me. I'm like, that's achievable to me. I can get there. And then knowing that that person who already got there is still working because there's the people above them that they're working. Like, it, it's just, it helps me to see, I suppose, more levels of it. Like, um, like I was here, now I'm here. That motivates me. I'm here, I know I can get there. That motivates me. And then saying where I'm going to be, that person who's there now is going there. It's like a set of Russian dolls. And that motivates and you're me. Like, I can see the yeah, smaller like, doll that I came from. It's like I can see the larger dolls. doll I'm going to become. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Russian dolls of motivation. It is. I, I, I really like that. And I guess I really hadn't thought about that. But I mean, groups of like-minded people and having something like, especially like with podcasts and having content that you can listen to and sort of absorb about something that you're really interested and involved in with people who are and especially when the community of that you know around that podcast is active as well that just motivates me because it's like there are people who are also interested in these things that I'm interested in and working to become the best version of themselves via this lens like for example the lens of feminism like I want to be the best intersectional feminist I can be I'm seeing all these different people and then with it like on this podcast they have people of color and all different intersections on and then I'm like okay maybe they, they've got like um I forget I think they don't like the word disabled differently able maybe they do like disabled good. differently abled yeah a lot of I think a lot of people say differently abled um and so you know they've had people like that come on and talk about you know their feminism through that lens and their experiences being other, otherwise differently abled and that's not something that I a fully abled um person think about a lot and then you know, these people come on and it makes me sort of, I feel like it makes me a better person, a better feminist. Cause I'm like, yes, this isn't something I thought about. And that is important to think about this because it's just like where we grew up, you know, a lot of things that we grew up with were racist and we didn't know it until yep. we knew it. You know, like a lot of the things that I, that we grew up with that I didn't know was racist. I learned were racist when I moved up here to Chicago. I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I had no idea. So I just like how, this podcast in general, and, and but I mean, just for different groups of people in general, um, the more diverse your groups can be, the more you're going to be um, sort of presented with facts or, or, or situations that you hadn't thought about or that you had thought differently about. And then you realize like, oh my gosh, I was wrong or this is such an important thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and it just sort of makes, I feel like it makes me more well-rounded uh, and more open-minded and I don't know it just that motivates me to just be a better person and then feeling motivated to be a better person makes me it motivates me or so being motivated to be a better person motivates me to do more things does that to make take sense action, yeah. it's like it's like Russian it's, it's a different set of Russian <laughs> dolls of motivation <laughs> we've got so far we have at least two sets of Russian dolls of motivation <laughs> Um, yeah, like the feeling motivated to be a better person motivates me to take action in other areas of my life, uh, be it, you know, in the arts, keeping my stuff in order and together, yeah. uh, all sorts of things. It's, 
I'm glad we had this conversation. I Me really, too. This is stuff I hadn't really thought about because uh, I never really, I just have never really thought about what motivates me. Yeah, I think I I'm, I'm glad we had it too. There, but it's a conversation that yeah, I think when you have when you think about to yourself what motivates you and you recognize and you can look back on things that you've done and you can say why did I stop doing that or why did this fail yeah or why did I feel discouraged here and you can think well I know that I'm motivated by X Y and Z how can I work that into trying it again and making sure that it's successful yeah. next time. And it, like like I mentioned with my work and the multiple projects I was working on, that then because I was able to take a look back on that and recognize, oh, it's because I'm not making progress on anything. I was unable to have a conversation with my manager and he was like, all right, well, let's figure out what can we put on pause? Uh, what can we just not do anymore? And then how do we get you focusing on a couple of things so you feel like you're making progress and that you're feeling motivated and kind of reinvigorated. So being able to see that recognize why you're not motivated and know what then to turn on or to do differently to motivate yeah. yourself, I think is super important. Yeah. And it's, it's also good, like, especially in your, like just in your work situation that you, ha that when you have the motivation, you have a manager who is a, it yeah. sounds like is a good manager. Like it, when you have the ability to go to somebody to help you with the changes that you're looking to make, like it's good it's good to have good leaders. Yep. <laughs> it's essentially where this all sort of comes to started. Yep. Like having a good leader can be so motivating. Like, 100%. Like I feel motivated to do this and then be, having the support yep. is just, I love it. Chef's kiss. I love it. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Good convo. Good, good convo. convo. Let's move Shall on I some, go ahead and... Some, uh, some, uh, some, what do we, what do we call this thing? Conversation starters. This conversation starters. Uh, just real quick, find us on YouTube, like us, subscribe. We need you. Get at, get at us I on need Twitter. More than ever. <laughs> All of our things are going to be linked. I'm sure, right? Yeah. Aren't they always like the linked? Oh, the links are the, are there. So get them. Get at us. Do you remember when that was a thing? Get at me. Yeah. Uh, find us on Twitter. Tell us some jokes. I love a good joke. Um, oh, yes. Let me hear your best joke. I would like to hear your best joke, please. Dance, <laughs> monkey dance. <laughs> but for a conversation starter, this week also comes from our dear friend, the Space Ghost, <gasps> a.k.a. Matt from R.I. Oh, my God. And he has asked us via Twitter, a tiered, he wants us to discuss a tiered ranking of the best accessories on the planet pizza toppings <laughs> that's fun calling them accessories and he also suggests that maybe we dive into the tough pineapple questions as well oh i'm here to tell you i don't mind pineapple on pizza i am here to tell you Pine yeah, you do pineapple okay is okay but i, pineapple I don't on like pineapple okay. and ham but i don't like ham you know i'm not like a ham i'll do a pineapple you know, like traditional and hawaiian pineapple and pepperoni is great yeah. um the, there's a pizza that Casey and his friends always did. They call it the Trip P. I think it's pineapple, pepperoni, and Poopy. peppers. Oh. And poopy. It's <laughs> good. Um, so, well, I love pepperoni. That's like my number one topping on a pizza. So here's how, we think, here's how I think we should tackle this. Thank you, first of all, Matt, for, for writing this in. Yes, thank you, Matt. excellent conversation Great question. starter. I, I, I do enjoy really a good pizza accessory talk. Um, <laughs> I feel like let's, let's make a list of toppings and then let's make a top five. Let's make a top five Perfect. best pizza accessories. I love it. Let's do it. Okay. 
So I'm gonna. May open I submit note. pepperoni? You may submit pepperoni to the court for evidence. If it please the court. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just type this at the bottom of our shared note for the run of show. Perfect. Okay. So we have pepperoni. We have bacon. Yeah. Chicken, like grilled chicken, a little bit of chicken. We have uh, green peppers. We have banana peppers. We have Do you onion? like onions? I know you don't like black olives, so we won't put those on well, there. I know I mean, they exist as something, so I, I want to I throw out ideas. Black olives. Uh, I love them. Pineapple. Yep. Sausage. Blech. We yes. have uh, <laughs> hamburger, like ground beef. Yes, yes. Um, multiple Cheese. cheeses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have... What else? Uh, I would like to submit to the court uh, as evidence exhibit C, stuffed crust as an accessory. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I accept. Stuffed crust, usually, again, with multiple cheeses. I do love a good stuffed crust. Now, what are some other pizza hmm, what accessories? What else? Uh, ham. We've talked about ham. Yeah. Blech, yes. It, it is a thing. We don't have to. We don't. <laughs> it, have to is, it, it is. It definitely is. Uh, what else do people put on pizzas? I'm, I'm going to put barbecue sauce. Just because people like... Barbecue sauce? Barbecue sauce instead of traditional sauce on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tomatoes. Bar- oh, tomato? Tomatoes. Jinx? Get out of my head. Yeah, tomatoes. my car. <laughs> <laughs> Basil? Basil, yep. If you're going to have a margarita? Arugula? Pizza? Arugula? It's a good one. And now I just got to think about Blaze Pizza. What's in the line that you can put on there? Yeah, what's in the line Chunks there? of mozzarella. Yeah. Um, broccoli? Do people put broccoli on pizza? You know, <laughs> I, I have one time seen broccoli on a white sauce pizza, so I'm going to put broccoli down. I mean, I, I don't vote for it for the top five. No, it will not be in our top five, thing. for sure. <laughs> we can tell you that right now. Um... um do you ever like to pronounce broccoli as broccoli? I think that's fun. No, but sometimes I like to pronounce it as broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, like E. coli, but healthier. But it's like cooler brother. <laughs> it's cooler brother. It's cooler brother, Brock. Brock-cola. Hmm. I think that's a, good, that's a good list. I was just about to say, I think that's a good list, yeah. Okay. All right, should we take off the ones that we definitely don't want here's on the top gonna, five? Here's what I'm going to do instead. I'm going to turn this into a checklist, and we're just going to check the ones that we like, that we think Perfect. should be part of the conversation. Obviously, pepperoni. Definitely. Faux show. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna throw out bacon as an option. I'll allow it for now. Yeah, I, regular I bacon, see. not I mean, Canadian I love bacon. bacon. Not Canadian bacon. Faux yeah, show, yeah. Faux show. American bacon. And I know you're not a pizza girl, but I'm a big fan of sausage on a pizza. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I hate sausage on a pizza. I'm just, I hate it. But, I mean, I know a lot of people love it. So I guess now we have to decide, is this going to be, like, the compromise of top five between yeah, the is this two going of to us? Be the, is this going to be the Apple Idiot's definitive ranking of pizza accessories, or is this going to be... Ta- yeah. I think it has to be, like I think what it has to be a seems compromise, to be, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that seems fair, right? A hundred percent. From that, from that thing. I mean, I'm sorry. I know, you, I know you like sausage, okay. but I absolutely hate it. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am, I am a fan of cheese in general. So Same. Multiple so cheeses. Shall we add, click multiple cheeses. Let's put on there. Definitely. Yeah, multiple cheeses. Definitely. On the flip side, stuffed crust I find is always underwhelming. All right, let's leave it off. Cheese let's leave stuffed it crust. off. I'll pass. Now I. I know you don't like black olives, right? I've never had a black olive, but it looks like fish eyeballs and I will not eat it. <laughs> and you won't eat it? So let's leave it off. Let's leave it off. Because if you can't even say, then it shouldn't be on the top five. Yeah. Like if you've never had it. Yeah. What are your thoughts on onion on a pizza? Here's the thing. As, as a grown adult person, I've only recently started eating onions in the last like few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I have eaten onion on pizza. Without going, ew! But it's not something that I would ask for on a pizza. All right. We'll leave it off. We will leave it off. What about green peppers? Green peppers, I'm kind of coming around to. Are you a fan of green peppers on pizza? I do like green peppers. Like When Casey and I order pizza, it's either pepperoni, black olive, and onion, or pepperoni and green peppers, and maybe an onion. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll we put a check mark next to green peppers. So so far we have pepperoni, bacon, green peppers, and multiple cheeses. I like it. Um, let's see here. Like if we were going to be doing a margarita pizza, I would say tomatoes. But otherwise, I don't want tomato on my pizza. I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. Yeah, if it's a if it's a margarita yeah. pizza or if it's a specialty type of pizza. Yeah. So I wonder then, does that eliminate basil and arugula as well? Because that would, in my mm. f- in my experience, is only in like a specialty kind of pizza. Yeah. As opposed to like, like an artisan pizza. Oh, let's just get a exactly. When you go, some, exactly. when you go to a place, it's like up their own ass about their pizza. Yes, exactly, exactly. Egg, egg, exactly. Okay, so that's gonna eliminate exact. then, basically the whole bottom part of the list: tomatoes, basil, arugula, broccoli, and chunks of mozzarella like you know the big chunks of mozzarella mozzarella barbecue sauce i'll pass ham i think we both agree we'll pass stuff that's the entire second half of the list is gone yeah the entire second half of the list no thanks the hamburger not a fan of ground beef on my pizza i'm not either i've never been a fan of banana peppers on my pizza i'm not a fan of banana peppers yeah 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 you know honestly that leaves of us with pineapple left? and chicken as our last two that could be our fifth. And honestly, of those two, I would lean more towards pineapple myself. Yeah? What would you do? I I think I think I'm I'm with you. I more often than not will order like if I can get multiple toppings on a pizza and I have choice, I will do like pepperoni, bacon, and chicken. Yeah, I know you love that. I That's do, a good I combo. It's a good combo. But uh, at that point, too, more often than not on the pizza, the chicken comes out really dry. Yeah, that's always been my experience, or for the most part, has been my experience yeah. with chicken on pizza. It's just, like, hard to get it right. So I'm going to check next to pineapple. So, now, so that means we have our top five pizza accessories. We have pepperoni. We've got them. We've got bacon. We've got green peppers. We've got pineapple. We've got multiple cheeses. Now it's about ranking them. Let's do it. So just above that. Let's see. I'm going to make a numbered list. One. I think we all know what has to go at number one. I feel like it's pepperoni, right? Pepperoni. 
I, it's just, it's the best. It's so good on a pizza. And in general, my dog loves it. Oh my God. I could, I could take a package of pepperoni out of the fridge, undo the little Ziploc on top it. of it, and just accidentally eat an entire sleeve at once in one, one bite. It's so good. It's so good. Here's another thing. I don't, know, I don't know if Holden ever made you do this. It sounds like one of the worst things you'll ever experience in your entire life. Have you ever taken an Oreo, put pepperoni on top of it, and eaten them together? No. It you? sounds like it makes you want to throw up. And I told him, fuck no, that's disgusting. You're a disgusting piece of shit. Please drown yourself. And then I tried it, and I was like, damn it. This is good. <laughs> you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, so man. pepperoni. All right, maybe I'll have Number to try one. it. Yeah. Perfect. All right, we'll leave that first. That leaves us with bacon, green peppers, pineapple, and multiple cheeses. Hmm. I can tell you this. I'm only now becoming a grown-up and starting to put vegetables on things. And green peppers tends to go at the bottom of my list. Okay. I tend to be more of a meat person or a sweet person because I'm a child. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sexy baby. I'm a sexy baby. Um, are you okay with putting green peppers at the bottom at number five? Ooh, above pineapple. No, 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 no. Green peppers would be last. I mean, below pineapple. Below That's what pineapple. I mean. Pineapple above green peppers. I'm okay with that. I'm You're all right okay with, with that. It. Yeah. Yeah, I accept. Yeah. Definitely. So now for two, three, four, I, we're left with bacon, pineapple, and multiple cheeses. I would suggest that multiple cheeses go next, just because I would be more likely to put multiple cheeses on my pizza than than bacon. Uh. Which would mean that I think bacon should go third. And we are thinking fourth. exactly the same. Exactly the same. Did you also are come from twins? a mom? I did. You used to live inside a lady. I did used to live inside a lady. <laughs> were you born in the same That's hospital exact- I was? You I were. I was born in the same hospital you <laughs> Presbyterian were. Presbyterian Hospital in Charlotte, North Carolina? In Charlotte, North Carolina? Yes. <laughs> I was. Multiple cheeses. Okay. So that brings that was such an, an easy yet important thing. That was so easy, yeah. It's so so like minded. Pepperoni. And number one. It includes the tough questions of pineapple. It does. We only tackle the hard questions here. Only. Number one, pepperoni. Number two, multiple cheeses. Number three, bacon. Number four bacon. pineapple. Number five, green peppers. Yes. That is the affable idiots definitive list of pizza accessories. Thank you, Matt, from Rhode Island. That was an excellent little conversation starter. Thank you for motivating us (laughs) to do this. Good (laughs) (laughs) tie-in. So lastly, (laughs) did you like my dolphin sex noise? (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) So lastly, we're going to finish with a parting positive thought from none other than Curtis... I don't think that's what his real first name is, Kurt Vonnegut. I don't know that Kurt is short for Curtis. We'll have to look that up. But he has once said, I tell you, we are here on earth to fart around and don't let anybody tell you different. Amen. So fart around. Fart around. Live your life. Crop dust fart where in you the middle fart of a Best freely. Buy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> fart freely. Oh, man. I be freely. That was a good... That was just a good chit-chat, peeing freely. 
Yes. <laughs> I pee freely. I peed also. <laughs> I have a mason jar under my desk just to collect my pee pee. Mm, I love pee pee jars. They're so good. <laughs> Stupid. All right. That brings us to the end of yet another episode. Thank you for joining us. Hugs and kisses. Hearts and sharts. Shardy farts. <laughs>